Cajun. Raging review. The Raging Cajuns will be a source of pride for this university, for the alumni, fans, and donors as we achieve success in the classroom, in the competitive arena, and in the community. It's about to get really fun. We're looking for dudes that will stand up. Well, Coach, let me tell you today, I'm here and I'm ready to stand up. And I challenge you, Raging Cajun Nation, to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand and let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey, I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Alarm! Alarm! Ready! Who's that team ready? Who's that team ready? That's up! I got one thing to say right here. Cajun win! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raging Review Podcast. Home of champions. Another championship for another Raging Cajuns program as the girls go over to Baton Rouge and take home a regional championship. And man, this was extra sweet. Uh, not only because we won, of course, but the way it went down, of course, the the trash talk between the fan bases. We'll do all that. We'll get in all that. First, what's up, Nick? Uh, how was the viewing experience from H-Town? Yeah, I felt like I, I texted you guys a few times. I'm, I felt like I was going to throw up about four times during that game. But uh, it was a, a lot of fun, and I can uh, I can promise you I've got a a softball coach in high school that lives right behind my house uh and she was she was jacked up she was she was excited for us she's a big raging cajuns fan so um they were they didn't mind hearing me scream and yell inside the house from inside my house during the game how much did the guy sitting behind home plate make you just want to slap the ever piss out of him and it, somebody tweeted i think it was you that tweeted from the account uh you know this guy's been quiet since the second inning and <laughs> i just I got a good chuckle out of that, and you never want to make it about one person, but you know how it tends to get personal with that fan base and that school and everything. You know, when the girl hits the home run earlier in the game or earlier in the day and she points at the ump and she doesn't get tossed, I got so angry, like irrationally uh, angry. Uh, or I'm sorry, irrationally angry. And then she gets tossed in the second game, and that started a dust-up between the fans. But going up 6 to nothing and thinking we had it cashed in and – Sometimes the girls look like they also had it cashed in, but um, I don't know. Well, it was a range of emotions, roller coaster up and down. Uh, speaking of being up six nothing, thought you had it cashed in. McNeese oh. just lost seven six to uh, to Washington. Way to go, ladies! Way to way to have our backs there. Now there's six a thing, nothing in the the top of the seventh, right? Now now there's a thing about something you can't host a super with an all turf infield. Juno and um, Bobby were talking about that on the broadcast. So I don't know how that's going to work itself out. I don't know if, obviously, I don't know all the details about all that, but they made the comment. So I'm not 100% sure we got to travel just yet. So, well, regardless, if anybody in the space knows more about that, please chime in and give us the the thoughts and the the, uh, the 411, as the kids said back in the 90s. Well, let's go Uh, back to the, let's go back to the guy behind the plate. Like, first of all, how, on or, so we were told by a very reliable source, Jerry and I, that that guy was kicked out or not kicked out. He was told not to show, like, do the belt thing because he got complaints during the SEC tournament or whatever, some tournament they had at LSU. Yeah. So, so he was told not to do that, but he's allowed to do it in an NCAA regional tournament game and also climb onto the backstop at the end of the game when he didn't like a call that they made. People like that don't belong in sports. And and look, if it was one of our fans, I would be saying the exact same, same thing. thing. He does not belong in that stadium. If I were a fan of that team, I'd be pissed if I had to sit by him. I mean, yeah, that's well, just ridiculous. And somebody tried to justify it. Well, well, he acts like that for every game, and even if we're not playing. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. First of you all, the grown ass hangs, man. the you're a grown-ass man. You're a grown-ass man. That's a distraction to the pitcher. That's the same thing as shining a mirror or shining a laser. That's the same thing. Yeah, that's ridiculous. But, no, I, but that, what what... I mean, typical of what you expect from that crew, right? That's who that's who gravitate toward that program. I mean, that's just a fact. So anyway, Jerry, welcome to the show. Welcome to the fun. Look, I want to get all over TSAB as much as you guys do, but I, I really want to make it about the girls to get started. And I'm sure everybody else wants to talk about the game and the weekend. First and foremost, you know, started out against Omaha. Uh, I was really impressed with their starting pitcher. Uh, she was hitting 69-70. 
she had stuff and and you know we ended up nickel and diming her and five nothing win to start the the tournament but we looked solid all the way around uh and then the first game against lsu you know one swing really changed that game and and we'll get into that sam was pretty solid and she only went two and two thirds i think she gave up that home run and you can see her kind of unravel after that but overall it was a competitive game burzon was good in that game against us uh and then the, the girl that came in and relieved 22 yeah she came in and did a really good job shut us down uh, and, and they really were the better team on on Saturday. They were. And credit to the Cajuns. They come back, run, roll, Omaha. The second time, I think Omaha was just out of pitching. I think they were just gassed. And being in that environment, in that heat, uh, somebody mentioned that coming from where they were, it was like 60 degrees. So I know that humidity can wear on teams that are not used to it. You know, we went out, we went out there and did what we were supposed to do, you know, and we looked like the team we we're supposed to look like when we got to that regional. Then you, you come into Sunday, and that game was – pretty intense and and we'll stop there jerry your thoughts so far overall and then we'll jump into game one of sunday yeah maddie hayden catching the last out when we had more more runs than them meaning we won the regional and getting to see our girls dog pile on their field that was a blast uh seeing d'angelo his name's d'angelo by the way the guy behind home plate sit like this most of the time when they were losing that was pretty funny the second they come back he's up there doing the dancing and all this other stuff and then when they start trailing again it's like this in the in the stands um you know i dude, the, the the fight in these girls we've always talked about that I, I we've always agreed that after that weekend in clearwater losing those close games that somehow they'll get rewarded from that type of atmosphere and those type of close losses how they'll learn from it and if there's any weekend they learn from it it was this weekend i mean you come in you shout out omaha you beat them like you're supposed to but then yesterday you know, the Tigers beat us. I mean, they got the best of us, shut us out for nothing. Got to hear a lot of trash talk from their fans. But unfortunately, you got to beat us twice instead of once in order to advance. And then today they came back, uh, went up one nothing in the first game. And then they gave up a four-run inning thinking, okay, this is this is it. And what do they do? They fight back and score six unanswered runs to force a game seven. And of course, I mean, what better way to end this end this series than go up six nothing and then you give up eight runs and then you claw your way back and win again. That that's why it's so important to schedule non-conference uh, tournaments like in Clearwater, because when you play elite teams like that, and even if you lose close games, it always comes back to reward you later in the year because you're able to overcome that type of adversity. I thought that weekend in Clearwater really, really helped us. And of course, throughout the season in conference, losing some of those close uh, games that we did like to Troy, I thought that this team learn how to handle adversity and that's that's what they did this weekend so um i mean man you can see on twitter the shade that's being thrown right now it's uh <laughs> it's a lot of fun but uh you know it just one thing I, I'll, i've learned is you can't really trash talk until the game's over because we heard a lot of flack yesterday we caught a lot of flack from that fan base and then today all of a sudden uh we get the last laugh so just proud of the girls man just proud of the girls and the way they fought you know, most teams would have folded going down eight to six. Uh, this team didn't, and they did it in the very last inning when it was cr crunch time. They stepped up and got it done. So happy for Coach Glasgow. He finally gets that monkey off his back. He's going to a Super Regional as head coach. First Super Regional since 2016. Congratulations to the coaching staff. Job well done. And uh, congratulations to these girls. Um, Well-deserved and way to represent this university. We always talk about we have a blue-collar mentality here. If there's any day they showed blue-collar mentality, it was today. To be able to do what they did and grind their way into not only one win, but two against, as we call them, the school across the basin. I mean, we ended their season. I mean, that's, you know, and I'm not saying that to trash talk, but you did it. You did it coming back from a loser's bracket and, and you went to their place and, and, you know, we were the ones dogpiling at the end. So I just can't be happier for these girls. And now, you know, Magnese, you had one job, you had one job and you blew it. So look, I think they, the girls have a little fight in them to go to Seattle. One thing that Magnese has shown us is that Washington is very beatable. So, um, I, I look forward to talking about that, but, um, uh, just proud of this team, man. What a win. What a win. It's good to be back in the Super Regionals where we belong. And we should have hosted. We should have hosted. Well, now they made, that, they made that clear. They should, they the games, clear. have they should have been in Lafayette. So that's no a, a big, big thing of why I'm so excited about this win. It showed that we belonged. It showed that we deserve the host site. I'm happy for girls like Megan, who was so upset about how that all went down. I'm, I'm happy for people like Maddie Hayden, who were fierce competitors uh, that took it personally. Uh, you know, Lex went out there and had some big, she had a great 
regional last she kind of she came down the season uh not in a slump but really not hitting the ways that she can hit uh look at jordan campbell who didn't even start for the first couple of games and she comes in and basically single-handedly beat that team i mean you can make it you can make an oh. argument that jordan campbell beat tsab by herself uh now obviously jordan that's a little campbell. bit of hyperbole but you know so, so, look, I'm gonna I'm gonna hat tip to Southern Miss fans and I, and we're gonna talk about this as time goes on. But Jordan Campbell is our version of Danny Lynch. I mean, she really is. I mean, what don't she mention did, that name here. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but look, <laughs> today today kind of um, I know it's two different sports. I'm 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 crossing sports here, but look at what she did in one day. She was able to open up the floodgates for the first game with the three run homer, which totally turned the tide of that game, giving us you know breathing room for game this game two. And then all of a sudden, she hits that grand slam. I mean, yes, they yes they made a comeback, but that six nothing lead that cushion gave us enough room to even make a comeback. It made their team it made their chances a lot more difficult by having to grind and score you know eight unanswered runs. But we're only down two because of that grand slam. So. To me, Jordan Campbell is MVP of the day. Uh, she, there's no question she earned it. And no, but look, was, truth of the matter is, unbelievable. team across the basin has a solid club. Obviously, they wouldn't be hosting as a number ten if they weren't. So you had to expect at some point they would make a run back at us. And the question was not if they were going to do that. The question was if we were going to respond. And the way we responded, and the timing of our response, and the way we responded was just epic man that was just something that you feel like you've we go there in baseball a lot and we have in regional play in baseball and they always say i mean even if we we get to the winner's bracket undefeated they seem to always pull, have something crazy that that pulls off a win i think one year uh we hit a home run then they came back and hit a two-run homer to beat us and it, you always felt like they always had some bag of tricks somewhere that they would come back and take it from you this year they couldn't do that and that that's what feels like you get the monkey off your back when it comes to this kind of stuff. So it was it was satisfying, especially like you said, Josh, the trash talking. We had to endure for days and weeks and months. And, you know, it it, it was nice, which makes it more fun. And I'm yeah. absolutely here for it. But I got to tell you, <laughs> when they when they come in on a regional final game two Sunday and they score eight unanswered runs and that Tiger Park is rocking, you know, you, you I mean, y'all. You got to level with me here. Everybody was thinking, not this again. Not yeah. this again. I turned so, off the game four times. Now, only for like two <laughs> minutes at a time, because as soon as I turned it off, I came back and I put it back on. But yeah, you, I felt like, here we go again, man. We're so CDS. close. CDS is well, real. I, I wanted to mention Carly Heath's home run uh, in the fifth. No, sixth. I know that it's a solo home run, but LSU had all of the, excuse me, TSAB had all of the momentum at that point. And for her to get one back right there, it almost it 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 felt like a a grand slam. I, I know that's a little bit over the top, but to get back, I mean, it was a two run deficit. You got one back, one run. You know, you're like, we can scratch out a run if we can get Maya on. We can steal her to third. We we can put a ball in play in the infield and get them around. We have the speed and athleticism to do that. So one run didn't seem like all that big of a deal to me. And I thought that Carly Heath's home run was gigantic. And then sure. of course. Lex's catch in the seventh, uh, the the layout catch the foul terrible. I mean, what a great! How many great defensive plays? Now I know we made plenty of errors and we had some mental miscues. And I even said it to a point where it looked like they were kind of out of gas for a minute. And I really regret that comment because they showed me that I don't know what the hell I'm talking about because they roared back. But Lex's defensive play right there, and I know it's a big out, but the way that it, it was almost deflating in the park, you can almost feel that. Yeah, well, and you, you almost felt it. I'm sorry, Jerry, but you almost felt like that was like something big had to happen for us, not for them, for us. If we made a big defensive stop or something that would take that little bit of momentum they had away from them because they were getting a little bit, you know, they had somebody on first and all this. You felt like they had a little bit of momentum. We took it from them. That was it. And you felt like after that happened, we got this. And, you know. That's what, what made happened. that so special to me, for especially for, for, for Lex, was that she made an error, a, a crucial error in the second inning, which kind of started that that comeback wave, um, you know, for, 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 for Louisiana State, as we call them. And when she made that error, I kept thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, I hope Lex can make up for that some kind of way, because if she doesn't botch that that I think it was I think it was Lex that botched that ground ball. I don't think they score the four or five runs that they did. Actually, we're out of the inning. 
And so it should have been three up, three down. Two errors. It should were have been made. three up, three down. Yep. And they hung they hung six on us. And then for her to do that at such a crucial time in the bottom of the seventh, I felt like she redeemed herself with that. And plus, I mean, even in the first game, she hit that home run, which kind of was kind of similar to what Carly Heath did in the second game, which kind of halted that momentum. So, you know, for Lex to to redeem herself like that was was huge. And how about a shout out? I also have to give a shout out to to just, you know, every single player playing her role today. I felt like, you know, even even having to to pin, whether it was a pinch hitter, uh, another pit, a pitcher coming in, every girl played her role today in 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 getting those wins. That that was huge, and they didn't let, you know, as as Tony Robichaud used to say, you play it when you play it in an intense environment like that, you don't you don't let that adrenaline and that energy get to you. And I felt like the girls didn't do that. There were some moments where they did, but overall, they were able to kind of halt in that that you know a, opposition of momentum. And so, uh, yeah, it was it was great overall, just great. I, I love the way that they just they got a second wind. In that, in the latter two innings of that game, they just got a second win and roared back. It was like the final uppercut in a in a you know long boxing match. It really By was. Way, I mean, two really good teams. Let's go back to the first game because I got to talk about that foul ball. That was a foul ball. I posted a slow mo video capture of that that ball that she hit that she you know later screamed at both umpires about. She uh yeah no that was clearly a foul ball clearly and I. If any TSAB fans are watching and would like further confirmation, happy to send you that video. I already posted it on Twitter. There was no reason for her to be yelling at umpires during a game. It should have been tossed the first time she did it. But anyway, let's well, not first forget, of all, let's not forget we lost a regional because of a phantom no, foul ball. Correct. Ball. So I don't want to hear a, I don't want to hear a Tiger fan say anything about calls going their way. Listen. This is a new this is a new age with review and you know there's some awareness out there that they've gotten calls in the in the past. I don't want to hear anything about a call. First they of got all, the calls right for the most part. We made the plays that we needed to and and I don't want to hear anything from a fan. I don't want to hear two points. The, it was called properly. Two points I want to make. Number 1, in 2017, we had a foul ball that was a home run and that would have basically won us the regional. In 18, we had that call at the plate which should have been out and they called safe which again, cost us a regional, both in Baton Rouge. The second thing I wanted to mention, two pitches before that, that Sam threw to Georgia Clark on a strike two count was a perfect change up over the plate and the umpire stared at it. So when they want to complain, my reaction is we shouldn't have even, the game should have been over by then. How do you miss a perfect change up over the plate on a strike three count? Because when the ball landed when it dropped it dropped over it was over georgia clark's knees like it was higher than her knees that should have been a strike even sam was smiling in the circle after that you know and i knew i had a bad feeling when the ump didn't call that i said georgia clark's gonna do something with this. you give and somebody right a good hitter a second chance they're gonna take advantage of it right when she turned it too, man i was like you gotta be kidding me and then i saw one of our cajun shout out to whoever the cajun fan was out in the berm doing this like like saying that it was foul so and then i want to say uh, if you look at their message boards, uh, one of one of I saw some lady in purple and gold. They were like, "Oh, she should have sold it." There was a fan out there in purple and gold that kind of reacted to the ball being foul, which kind of gave it away. Like, "Oh man, it was so close." So, thank you to that fan as well for for not acting as if it was a home run, <laughs> even though it wasn't. The years of going over there and getting screwed, we were due. We were due some breaks, and I got to tell you now. I mean, being honest, we've probably followed softball more this year, maybe last year, than years prior. We usually get involved in the postseason and in the latter parts of the season. When when Campbell's ball hit that foul post, I, I've never, <laughs> I've never been more excited as a softball fan. I mean, that that was you needed that so badly at that point. I mean, it was just the explosion in the dugout. Cody Juno, I thought he had a stroke on the air, and we just completely lost it. Uh, that was a really, a really exciting, really great moment, and uh, I can't imagine how she felt at the time. But God, what a regional she had! You guys mentioned Lex earlier. We were talking about her defense and everything. She had several quality at bats, and I thought that was a, a big surprise and a big lift for the offense. She worked a couple of walks that she took pitch, pitchers uh, deep in accounts, uh, a couple of missiles that were hit right at people. Of course, the home run, and she, there were several times where we needed a big at bat out of her, and she delivered. So. Shout out to Lex. Penguin power, baby. We needed it. 
and and so many. Sissy Vasquez, great defense at second base, all all regional long. I know she had a miscue today, but uh, great. Sam came in in relief in game one against TSAB and was, I mean, locked down. You know, I mean, what can you say about how she ended that game? Um, Sophie with a couple of gigantic hits, uh, and she played it hurt down the stretch. Something about her wrist, I think. Um, I'm trying to go around the diamond, and, and I'm thinking about all the different performances and all the different moments. Uh, but overall, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> How about Chloe, man? I mean, she three Chloe's solid great. innings. Didn't give up any hits, I don't think. I th- yeah. How about no your hits, freshman no coming down and, and shutting down a good offense? Yo, that, that's impressive. Especially after everything, you know, back and forth, back and forth. She really gave us the opportunity to win towards the end. So that, was, sure. that was clutch. Hey, real quickly, before we go any further, if you guys are in the space, there's a, a bunch tonight. Uh, if you have any comments or any questions you want to get on the air, uh, please let us know. We'll get you in. Also want to say Adopted Dog Brewery right now, this moment, is hosting a post-game party for uh, the staff and the players. They are all getting there. They should have been arriving about 10 minutes ago. So they just opened up. Uh, Brian's not going to close ADB tonight. They're going to have fun into the night. Uh, as soon as we're done here, Raging Review Boys will be headed that way. So I just want to give everybody some... Uh, it might take me a little bit to get there, yeah, but see y'all in about four hours. <laughs> Nick will be late. Uh, Jerry and I are going to go over there and say hello and, uh, and and give some congrats and celebrate a regional championship win. But if anybody can make it and you don't have anything going on, please join. Uh, it's going to be a good time. I don't tiptoe around this fan base. So we try to go out of our way to be somewhat cordial to other fan bases like Southern Miss, of course. There's respect there. Coastal Coastal's like, they don't matter. So we can be disrespectful and then nobody will hear it. But just having to deal with these people for the last couple of weeks, you know, like you said earlier about the fans, you know, D'Angelo, whatever, they just, those are the kind of people that attach themselves to that program. Has that guy been doing that for a long period of time? Oh, he's done it before. I know I've seen him, like, whenever we play them, and he does that. He Look, there was a guy in basketball who did it when we played in the NIT at TSAB. And he was one of our fans. And I was embarrassed by the fact that we had this guy doing it, you know, so it was dumb. I mean, you don't look, be a fan, be loud, be rowdy, whatever, but do it as a fan and not as a jerk. Just don't be obnoxious, man. That guy's just being obnoxious. It's all about him. People like that make it about themselves. Correct. And when you're a grown ass man yelling stuff at college age women, I mean, come on, dude. Like, dude. I don't know. You don't if you have listen. something better to do on a Sunday afternoon than that. That's what you got with your wrestling belt behind the home wrestling plate? belt. That that Come did on, it for man. me. The flavor flav thing. The piece Come on, of chain. Man. And then they had. I don't know if you heard the broadcast, but Cody and Bobby had. I don't know where they were set up. I guess the windows were open and they were in the little press box. They had people sitting very close to them, and you could hear everything. And I mean, like profanity on the air and i don't know if they could hear it but we could certainly hear well, it well it's like this one this one lady from like denim springs because of I, i'm guessing because of the accent absolutely i mean just destroying the home plate umpire and bs this and you suck that and just berating this guy i mean well they i mean to be honest if you saw a pan out of the and southern miss fans will tell you i'm a attendance person because Apparently that's my that's my focus. But uh, if you saw when they would pan out, that wasn't a full stadium. That was probably like sixty percent full, and like forty percent were were like it was forty percent their fans and the rest our I don't know it was a weird mix. But I mean I'm sure you could hear somebody there because there weren't a whole lot of people. Now they were loud on TV, but I was a little bit disappointed. I thought it would be a packed house, sold out, like you couldn't couldn't get a seat and that was not the case. I'm the I'm the same. I was very surprised. And then what was going on with the field? I mean they got they got holes poverty in the poverty program. You want to talk about a poverty program? Kidding Fix your me? field. You're hosting a freaking regional. Let's get it together over there. What y'all doing over there? Wait, Baton wait, Ridge? wait. Even better. <laughs> some guy, some guy on Twitter, when I took a, a picture of the field and the the part that, that was uh dug up um, and, and credit Sherilyn's daughter. She shared that on Facebook. So I, I stole it from her. But when I posted that picture, <laughs> one of the T side fans goes, I don't know what you're looking at. That's just a marker for outfielders. I don't know if the dude was serious or not. I am going to believe that he wasn't serious because I'm hoping that somebody's not that ignorant, but he really said, 
Bruh, that's just where that's a marking marker for where they're supposed to stand. Dude, at one point, the left fielder, the left fielder grabs a handful of dirt like she's building a sandcastle and throws it over the fence. My friend Amber was talking about ruts in her yard, and I'm like, oh, same same thing at Tiger Stadium, apparently, or whatever (laughs) they call it. Like, you need to go bring some of that dirt over there because apparently they can't figure that out either. That was that's a that's a little bit embarrassing. But it was embarrassing. She's cussing the whole time. She's having to shovel out the messed up sod and everything. It was hilarious. Well, I think you learn something new every day if that's the case. So apparently, in order to mark your 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 point in the outfield, you have to dig a moat. I think right. You have to dig a moat into the into the grass to uh to mark your spot in the outfield. Is that is that is that the fun fact of the day? That I mean, you learn something new every day. I guess I don't know. I we'll have to ask Glasgow where the uh, outfield markers are at Lampson because I'm not familiar. I don't think I've seen those. Well, I thought it was pretty <laughs> funny that you know you talk about attendance, and again, our fans couldn't even get tickets to sit in the grandstand because we were told they were sold out. And, and, you know, you know, every time we tried calling or our fans tried calling their ticket office, oh, we're sold out, we're sold out, or we're limited on tickets, you have to get walk-ups or just go sit in the berm. Well, all of our fans are literally packed. Like, it's all red in the berm. And then you go look at the yellow seats, and there's a lot of yellow spots because it's like – They were it's calling so it the red berm. Spotty. Yeah. Shout out to Dean. He says, Glasgow needs to show future recruits pictures of TSAB's regional attendance compared to our SBC tourney final. And that is a fantastic point. And uh, their field. Right. If you hey, where you want to play? <laughs> poverty softball field. Our fields don't have moats. Sorry. All that money, man. Hundred million dollars in in revenue, supposedly. And that do y'all got feel bad in the do, outfield? Do you what? feel bad for their athletes just a little bit? No, I, I don't either. No, no. Mm-mm. There's a couple hey, they of chose competitors. That life. They there's chose a couple that of life. competitors on that team that I have respect for because of the way they play. But there's a bunch of them that I don't have any respect for, especially. When you're rounding second base and you're pointing and saying stuff to umpires, yeah. I'm sorry. Player named uh, named from a state or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah. I have a problem. I have a problem. Not necessarily players because I actually know a few softball players that played there. But you know, they it it's it, even if even the fact that our softball program has the resources necessary to compete with the best, as we've seen, they're still giving up. They're still given a lot more resources than we have. And yet we have to grind. We have to go over there, you know, and it's not necessarily like, because I mean, we have a beautiful stadium, we have beautiful facilities, we have a great fan base, but just being a mid major, we talked about this last week, you know, not getting a host spot, for example. Oh, but you're two and 10 or whatever it is against the top 25. Well, you went to their place and you won back to back, which shows you basically showed the country today that you're worthy of, of hosting and you should have hosted but now, because of that, there's a, you know, if we don't get, I mean, look, put it to you like this, right? Prime example. Let's say we get the 15 seed and we host. Well, guess what? UCLA was the two seed. They lost. They, they went two in a barbecue. So guess what? Just by default, if you host as a 15 seed, now you have a super regional coming to Lamson next weekend. Instead, and no thanks to Magnese, we have to fly to Seattle. That's not 100% for sure yet because there's well, some sort of a rule that if this is what I was here, this is what Cody Juno and uh, Bobby were talking about. There is some kind of rule that you cannot host if you have an all turf infield. So that's that's too that's to be seen. Yeah, but, we, but, we don't know but yet. But Josh, they might just go find another softball park in Seattle and play it there. They may, but, but we my, still my have point to is, fly is that we don't Seattle. know yet. We don't know like, yet. Like we still have to go over there like when we could have had it here if they would have been generous enough to give us the regional host that I think we deserved. No, it's no question. We got hose. I, I agree. Winning this weekend flat out says the committee got it wrong, period. That's what it, that's what it says. Uh, Kevin, we're going to go to you in just a second. We got a request from Kevin. Before we do that, I want to say one thing real quick. The ESPN commentators, I know that they're going to lean heavy P5. They're a host school, which is another reason why you want to host, by the way, to your point, Jerry. It was so over the top LSU, man. It was just too ugh, gross. Anyway, uh, when Georgia Clark got thrown, the com- one of the, the female commentator made a comment about if this was a male, it would have never happened. She wouldn't have Wrong. been thrown out. Wrong. What Wrong. an incredibly Wrong. ridiculous thing to assert. Uh, first of all, who thinks something like that, let alone says it on national television? Uh, <laughs> you know, there have been a million different people send us um, examples from Major League Baseball and everything from people getting thrown because of ump shows and all this stuff. The umpires actually showed restraint by not throwing her out in the first game, and she got herself thrown out because you cannot behave that way. I don't care if it's male, female, college, amateur, professional. It doesn't matter. 
And and I just thought that that was disgraceful. So before she, we go any further, let's she comment pointed on that at him. And then she Kevin pointed at him. Kevin, we'll go to you in just a minute after we make our comments. Well, we we talked to uh, Rory after the game. He pointed out this wasn't the first time she's done that. She has done this before. And and going to the point of oh well, if it was a female, they would have they wouldn't have gotten thrown out. They you know. And then she said something about well, did she get a warning the first time? What does it matter? Well, she like said if, she said you can't throw a player out in that moment. No, well, in, the, you in can. that moment, how about you recognize the moment and not mouth off to an umpire? Right. And and look, we were screwed on uh, several ball strike calls the entire game. Trust me, that zone would would mysteriously get a lot tighter when Sam was on the on the mound. So, you know, to to, to insinuate that a woman gets thrown out, but a male wouldn't. That that only hurts what what we're trying to push with with women's softball is that. You know, we if you want to be on the same level, then you got to be treated at the same level. And don't come up with this BS that, oh, a male would. You're just hurting. The, you're just hurting what there's, we're trying to accomplish. That was a not a good. That was not a good comment. And and credit to the guy who was the play by play guy, because he tried to be like, well, you remember that earlier in the game, like when that happened, probably. And she she went all in. I mean, she she went all in on that comment, which I thought was was dumb if unprofessional no other word I would use. no other way and look josh you and i and jerry we're girl power all the way like we want to push that sport as far as we can rory does we all do we want to support the women on the team but you're only hurting your case to push that forward when you make comments like that so i Agreed. thought that was just look, counterproductive there's a lot of examples in major league baseball and i mean you can go on youtube and search ejections where all the player does is say what do you mean that was a strike on a strike three count and the umpire throws them out so this idea that you know, that there's some type of sexist agenda because Georgia Clark got thrown out. Again, the, the first time she mouthed off to the umpire, she not only said something to him, but as she's rounding the bases, she pointed at him. Any major league baseball, college baseball, college softball, pro softball, if you point at an umpire, I'm pretty sure 90, there's a 90 to 99% chance that you're going to get thrown out. If you gesture at an umpire and, and, and mouth off to him, let's go. Oh, but Jerry, she didn't get a warning. According to this person on, on, the, she didn't get a, how do you know she didn't get a warning? <laughs> they may have walked to the, the dugout in the middle of the inning and said, Hey, by the way, warning, there's your first yeah. warning. How do you know that? Right. That That's ridiculous. I mean, look, she, she did. Georgia Clark did that to herself. There, there's no denying. She did it to herself. She pointed at the umpire the first time she mouthed off to him the second time she's done it before. In, in games in the past before, you know, whether it's playing us or playing other teams, you know, I, uh, reasonable you know sometimes people, it comes back to haunt you, right? Reasonable people can agree that that was ridiculous. Mr. Kevin Dore, uh, longtime follower, first time commenter, I believe. Please take the floor, sir. It is yours. Uh, well, good evening, gentlemen. Uh, first of all, yeah, the ESPN broadcast, and it all is always like this. It is so biased towards not just LSU, but SEC or Power Five schools, it's, it's so hard to watch sometimes. They they completely they they're so biased with everything. Like you said, uh, with the, the sexist comment or whatever. But even after the game, I noticed the voice, their voices, the tone in their voice changed completely. Oh, she was I devastated. She was devastated. Yeah, exactly. During the uh, the ejection, well, it was before the eject. I think it was in the second inning when uh, the girl that got ejected hit the home run. Was it just me, or was she flipping somebody off behind the plate? So I did go back and look. It looked a little bit like she was, but she was actually doing this, and I don't know what that that meant. But the way she did it, it looked like she was flipping somebody out. But as much as I dislike the way she acted, I don't think she did. But I could be mistaken. Yeah, I, I didn't go back to see, but it, I wasn't sure if she was pointing or flipping someone off. But her whole body language and her whole demeanor through the game was just just classless. But to get on, to, to say what I wanted to say, first of all, uh, I kind of want to get into the, the whole TSAP thing. But firstly and foremost, congratulations to those girls. They they went out there and took what was theirs. And, and I kind of said that, you know, this morning, uh, you know, they, they had a bit of a tough road getting there. But they deserve what they deserve. They deserve to win this regional. And they did deserve a home super regional. Unfortunately, that wasn't in in their hands at that point. Um, UL is now four and six, four wins and six losses. Or no, excuse me, four and two against 
LSU this season in sports. One and own baseball and now three and two against uh softball. Uh, now this this is for all the Cajun fans that take crap from LSU people every day. I shouldn't say LSU. I know you guys don't like that either. But uh I live in Patterson. Now that's that's oh. St. Mary Patterson. That that's that's Tiger Country. God bless you. Yeah. So all of my friends, you know, everyone I went to school with here in high school, they 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 all despise uh, UL, and they're all huge Tiger fans. So I get a lot of crap from them, but guess what? This, this goes for everyone listening at the huge Cajun fan or alumni or whatever it may be. Don't take it from them. We don't have to because right now, athletically, we're owning them. Well, the last few years in baseball, we're what? Three and we were three and two or four and two again. Yeah, but 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 that's our that's our our World Series, man. All right, that's the oh, biggest well, of game course. of our yeah, whole obviously. season. Are you kidding? Did me? you not go to the parade, sure. Kevin? Did you not go to the parade? No, no. Unfortunately, I missed the parade, but I did buy a shirt. I did <laughs> buy a good. shirt. Well, Kevin, I got I got uh, a little trivia for you, buddy. Buddy, so you you went to Patterson High School. So I know I know Patterson is lumberjack country, and I know people take pride in their football down there. You can remind your LSU friends or TSAB friends that the head football coach for the Patterson Lumberjacks is a former UL assistant coach, FYI. So, yes, sir, Lockhart and, um, and Zach. Kramer. Yep, yep, Zach and Garrett, both of them, back to back former UL assistant coaches. So if they love the lumberjacks, right, they got to show the Cajuns some yep, love too got, because exactly. two former Cajuns are ran their football programs back to back. Yep. That's right. Kevin, we appreciate your support, sir. Appreciate your comments, and thanks for following. Thank you. Thank Jerry, you. you know the weirdest stuff, man. It's true. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I ran, no, first of all, I know Zach. Zach's the head coach of Bro Bridge now, but I also know Garrett. I ran into him at Rhythms on the River, and I'm like, how you doing now, man? He's like, well, I coach football. Oh, what, really? Where at? Patterson. Oh, what do you coach? I'm the head football coach. Oh, all right, cool. <laughs> so that's how I know. Ran Mr. Staff, but, Cajun know. Tuba. Welcome back to the show, sir. The floor is yours. Uh, it's going back to the to the, the female commentator for the game. I don't know if y'all remember her, but she was the, one of the color commentators for the Sun Belt Tournament a few years ago. And she's also the color commentator at UCF whenever we played them. So I don't know where this P5 bias is coming from, but she was incredibly out of line today. Agree. Maybe she's trying to work her way up the ladder by being, you know, showing more favoritism toward the people that, put the event on i don't know you know were they were they on site this time or were they in new orleans again uh they were in new orleans i believe this year but she wasn't the commentator this year it was some other chick. i forgot what her name was but yeah i don't remember her so that's good that's a good memory what was her name uh francesca some i think she played at florida but i mean she's been at ucf and but uh, oh well she was <laughs> she was she's a loser today that's for sure agree any comments on the game, sir? Man, that was a hell of a game. I, I was texting my buddy Bryce, and, you know, it, I, I said, it's about time we got the luck on our side. You, you know, we always have bad bounces go against us, and the other team always gets lucky. But, man, it was incredible to see it finally go our way this time. Man, when that ball bounced off the foul pole, how fun was that? I, I lost my mind. <laughs> I was at some friends' house, so I couldn't go hooting and hollering, but I sure was when I got back home. I'm going to have to apologize to the neighbor tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, y'all have a good night, and uh, make me suck the balls. Appreciate you very much. Thank you. Speaking of people who uh, who couldn't yell in public places, uh, our boy Super John was uh, in Destin watching at some restaurant or bar, and he said he <laughs> after we, we won the game, he, uh, he made a little bit of a scene in the restaurant. I don't know if he got kicked out or not, but... Hopefully the Destin PD didn't have to go pick him up. Oh man, we, you don't want to mess with them. <laughs> no, they're strict. We did that on the beach one time. Remember when Tross Claire hit that grand slam in the Sunbelt tournament in 15? My buddy and I are on the beach. Uh, we're down in Miramar and uh, we're like listening on my phone. And then when Jay talks about it being a granny, we start screaming out of nowhere and everybody's kind of turning and looking at us like we're nuts. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely understand the awkward reactions in Destin that sometimes you'll get when you're listening to a game that has totally no relevancy to many people there. Any comments are welcome. So if anybody has thoughts or questions, please request and we'll get you on a uh, few more minutes. If nobody else has comments, I'm going to head on over to get a, a West coast IPA with the 
with the team and the, the yeah. I, think, I think Doc is going to be there with some of uh, some of the staff members. Yeah, I'm going to we can I'm go, try to make it too. I'll maybe I'll make Jerry come with me so we can rub elbows and they can like us again. Maybe we can That's get right. some interviews <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> William Beckham, any comments about the guy behind the plate? We we dealt with that a little bit earlier. If you guys want to go in even more, I mean, I think we made our point. If we had a fan like that, I would say, hey, as long as your your passion is classy, you know, and I don't really know how you would put guide rails on that, but as long as you're not being obnoxious, as long as you're not affecting the game as far as trying to disrupt the pitcher or distract the pitcher or climbing up on top of things that you're not supposed to climb on, on top of, you know, as long as you're not doing that, great. You know, knock yourself out. We have great fans here. We have great fans at Lampson and I mean, beyond, I, I think our fans are up there and I know that we're biased, but as far as I'm concerned for the number that we have, I think we have some of the best, if not the best fan base in softball in the country, uh, especially in Lampson on the road is a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong, but in Lampson, it's just a different vibe. Shoot. I, I thought he, I had forgotten about the guy. I thought he was talking about the umpire. <laughs> the umpire was a little sketch. That's why I was, uh, I thought it was him. Um, but I will talk about that umpire. I thought his zone was kind of, Look, when again, when Sam or Kander or whoever was 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 pitching in game two, that that low strike wasn't called. And man, there were some pitches right down the middle that just somehow missed somewhere. Um, somehow they they got most of the calls. Now, I know our girl Georgia got a little pissed off at one of the, the pitches that were, wasn't called a star was called a strike against her. That got but that did get get her tossed. So I was OK with that. Yeah, softball strike zone are—they're so all over the place most of the time. I mean, even when you think it's a perfect strike, they—they don't—they just look at it, and then sometimes they'll throw one on the outside and they'll call it a strike. I've always thought softball strike zones were very mysterious because you know the, it felt like there was more. Um, there's more like I feel like the umpires are more subjective in their strike zones than in baseball. Baseball, yes, you have some terrible calls, but you still kind of have an idea of what the umpire is calling. In softball, you just don't. You know, you, you may throw a pitch right down the middle, they'll call a ball, and then you throw something towards the dirt and they'll call a strike. And they start to do that little thing. And you're like, wait a minute, what, what are you looking at that we don't see? So maybe it's at the angle at which the pitch is thrown underhand. I don't know. But strike zones and softball are just, to me, they're a total mystery most of the time. I agree 100%. I, I was thinking the same thing. And again, we've watched a lot more. Well, I personally have watched a lot more softball these last few years. And it's, it's striking how different a strike zone can be from game to game in the same damn tournament. I mean, in, in baseball, you have some movement, but typically it's, I mean, somewhat the same, not in softball at all. Andrew Thomas is asking more about the uh, infield turf rule and hosting. As far as I know, uh, and I don't know the rule, and I don't know where you would be able to find it, but Cody Juno and Bobby Navo were talking about the fact that even if McNeese couldn't win the tournament, that there was some some kind of rule about this turf infield turf and not being able to host a, a tournament of any kind in the NCAA postseason so no idea maybe if sometimes Bobby will listen in and he's probably at adopt a dog right now with the girl so uh I'm trying to see anybody else in the space that might know if anybody in the space knows about this or heard them talking about it please chime in and give some clarity uh, because I only caught the tail end of the conversation uh, but I have no idea what's going to happen with Washington I don't know if they're going to be able to find a place to play. I'm sure they could. I mean, it is the Seattle area, right? So I'm sure that there's a field that would be available to them. Uh, if not, you know, Lampson's empty. So we could do it here. I'm sure we'd be fine hosting it. But if we if we find out any more information on it, we'll post it on the on the Raging Review Twitter account. I just I just wonder if a lot of the uh, TSAP fans are going to be able to go to work tomorrow because they all know how hard it is to have to deal with Cajun fans uh, talking trash. Remember after we beat them in baseball, <laughs> that one guy was set off the rant. Somebody uh, go check on Scarborough. He's <laughs> I, I just I live in Lafayette. I hate losing to ULL fans. They are the absolute worst. I can't oh, go to work because I just can't handle the the just the criticism. I can't. We handle take the all hate. this state money, man. Oh, all the state I money just to beat LSU. What? I can't Somebody handle the heat. I'm post a video to work tomorrow. You know, we're gonna have to I'm post not. a video. It's gonna be a lot of vacation uh, hours taken on next a lot on of Monday tomorrow. Hours because we mooch off the state. Apparently, we don't write our own checks. People. Ryan's asking why would they? Uh, why would the Huskies be able to host a regional, not a super? I don't know, man. I, I, I'm just telling you what they were talking about on the radio. Uh, maybe it wasn't just a postseason NCAA rule. Maybe it was just for a super. Maybe that was the rule. 
Not, I'm not 100% sure. But Landry, you need to go to Adopt a Dog if you're in town so we can uh, celebrate yes. with the gals. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, I'm just proud of the girls. I'm happy. You know, I just don't want to have to listen to their idiocy on the other side of the basin. So now we're we're free and clear for a while. We don't have to put up with it. We can post scoreboard and we can post, you know, results and everything. That's fun. It's always a, a, a conversation ender. So we don't have to fool with that. But also, I have said from probably middle of the season, this was the most complete team that we've had in a while. Now, I know today was a wild game. I know a lot of things went wrong. We walked people. We made errors. But at the, but the end of the day, we, we made the plays to win the game. And I think that because we were a complete team, because we could go from Sam to Kendra to Megan to Carly Heath and, and, and to the freshmen, I mean, that's five, five pitchers that got meaningful innings. And I can't tell you that. I, I don't know if we've ever had that here. So, no, maybe we didn't have a Bricknack or a Bourgeois, you know, like we had in the past, but we had five solid options to eat innings and, and get the job done when we needed it most. Uh, and I just, I, that's something to be proud of. A complete team can compete and go to Oklahoma City. And there's a lot of great softball teams left in this tournament. I understand that. But what's in front of us is not uh, an insurmountable task. I mean, what, what's in front is something that we can handle. And to add to that, Josh, a complete team can win on on a day that's not a perfect day for them. That's like it. that by by all means today was not a good day. There were so many lapses, mental lapses, but in the end they still were able to beat the number 10 seeded team in the country twice in one day. So you got to feel good going into Washington. Now again, it's going to be a challenge and I I don't know a whole lot about Washington, but I did see uh McNeese tee off on them today. So uh, fingers crossed, man, that that they can take it up there uh, and 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 get uh, a couple of dubs and make it to uh, Oklahoma City again. The goal here is to go to Oklahoma City. Uh, it's been nine years. We we recruit to it. We build facilities for it. We have a fan base for it. Our fans donate money for it. You know that that's our ultimate goal uh, is to go to Oklahoma City, and we're two wins away. Uh, you know we got through. The first step, which is uh, get to Baton Rouge, win that regional, come out of the loser's bracket and do it. But now you go travel thousands of miles to Seattle, and now you have to take two out of three against the Huskies. They're a good team. Uh, you know, they've shown a little vulnerability this weekend against McNeese. I mean, really, we should be talking about a super regional coming to Lampson next weekend. But unfortunately, that's just not the case. But from what I saw this weekend, they're beatable. So if we can do what we did today out of the loser's bracket, we can definitely go to Washington and do what we have to do to get to Oklahoma City. Because, again, that's our ultimate goal. We're two wins away. Two wins away. And I think I think this team, these girls, have have two wins in them to get back to Oklahoma City where, uh, where we have a history. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Great to be back in the Super Regional. It is, and I'm glad for Glasgow to get – the uh the the regional Glasgow thing off of his off of his back and I know he gave himself the name so you know it's a little bit of a fun thing there but I'm just glad for him uh, this team has gotten so much better since Clearwater we've said that a bunch of times also you, you got to mention Justin Robichaux's impact on his pitching staff and his team you know we mentioned the five pitchers and the five contributors and all the things that they've been able to accomplish how did Tony Robichaux win he pitched played defense. This team is slowly turning into that footprint or, you know, you can see Justin's fingerprints all over it. I guess is what I'm trying to say. They're pitching, they're playing defense. And I know today was wild. I don't expect it to be like that against Washington, wherever we play, whatever happens with that. I think that, I think our pitching, pitching staff is going to step up like they did all season. I think our defense is going to settle themselves. Can't imagine the emotion. Can't imagine the anger, uh, feeling like you got the regional snatched out from under you. I can't imagine all the things they were dealing with. To get over this, I think there's probably going to be somewhat of a calming effect going or them coming, however it works out. Playing Washington, they're not TSAB. They're somebody else. They're, they're a foreign foe. You got to refocus, and you got to just go out and play your game. I think that that benefits us in a big, big way. And they're, and they're not a rival. Like, they're That's going it. to be a rival next weekend. But when you're in a rivalry game, there's so much more than just stats and, and advantages and disadvantages there's a lot going into it emotionally that takes a toll on you. So I think this might be, I'm not going to say it's going to be an easy super. Don't get me wrong. It won't be. I know it's going to be a challenge, but you don't have that extra thing kind of weighing on you. And um, Tim, Tim chiming in about chatter that they're calling for the head coach to be canned. 
um, Jerry and I heard uh, from, again, a reliable source uh, before we came on here that that is that is highly likely. And and the Cajuns may have gotten the uh, the TSAB coach fired, but we'll see what happens. Um, now that would be a nice cherry on top of this whole thing. <laughs> but I, but look, I, I have respect for her. I think she's a great coach, great person. I have nothing against Beth Torina. I think she's she's a good coach. It would just be unfortunate that somebody who's had her success gets fired because they lost to us. Um, How well, dare you? <laughs> what is it? I think she's been to seven college world Se- or women's college world series in 12 years. And I want to say four of those times that the, she didn't go is because the Cajuns eliminated her. Who are How you dare hire? you? I, How I mean, dare honestly, you? Good lose luck. to ULL. You're fired. U-L-L. How how could you lose to ULL like that? I'm telling you, man. Explain uh, yourself. Yeah. They're, they're, you know that's what they're going to say. It's not 100%. because they lost. It's not because they got bounced out of the regional. It's because it's to us. It's, you know, that's not supposed to happen. How can you lose to little brother like that? Bet they aren't going to be talking about us on Colada's show tomorrow. Bet you're going to be real quiet over there. Oh, He's yeah. probably no. snooping in the, in the, uh, in the space probably, right now. Yeah. Because his oh, yeah. little his little content creator dude from Opelousas, all he does is watch what we do, and then he goes and hollers at Jordy on the show. That's been their content for the last four weeks. <laughs> is that the guy Raging Cajun Review? <laughs> Raging Cajun Review, man. Well, you know, they're going to say, you know, we're making a big deal out of softball and how they don't care about softball. Softball's not a big deal. It's only softball. And then they're going to talk about softball for like an hour. So had they it's won. It's just like women's basketball. Had, women's had, basketball didn't matter, remember? It didn't exactly. matter. All of a sudden, it overnight, they're, they're women's college or women's college basketball fans, and they've been doing it for thirty years, and they're the women's college basketball school. If they would have won today, oh, we're softball powerhouses. You can't even compete. But now that they lost, oh, well, we don't even care about softball. Softball. What a clown! I'm talking about softball. What a clown show over there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us for a fun regional championship celebration on Raging Review post game. Look forward to doing some more of these. If we can get. Uh, we can get to Oklahoma City. We'll do, I mean, maybe we can do one after each game. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll get more information on Washington and share it as much as we can through the week. Uh, but right now, Jerry and I are going to go enjoy a couple of brewskis with the team and celebrate this. And I will go drink some Blanton's alone on the couch. <laughs> we'll live stream it for you. All right, everybody. Rate, review, subscribe. We'll be back for Track the Pack tomorrow or Tuesday. We'll figure it out. Uh, But until then, don't take no shit off of TSAB. Champions.